read a lot of Zen books, seen a lot of Zen videos, been through a lot of meditations and Zen classes and so forth and so on. And something that stands out in my mind is, this, is the following saying, which is, if you see the Buddha, kill the Buddha. And that always fascinated me because, I mean, it sounds kind of glum, you know. You see the Buddha, kill the Buddha. Well, it, again, just like many Zen koans, it, it's not meant to be literal. It's, it's meant to make you think and often quite hard, actually, on, on certain subjects. It's kind of poetic in a sense, but it made me think often, this, and, and for years now, it's been years that I think about this, and a lot of Zen or Buddhist practitioners will tell you that you, when you seek the Buddha or seek, seek to be a Buddha, just the awakened one, and if you're not a, not into Buddhism or Zen, that's fine. You could, you know, let's say you're into, we can replace the word Buddha with God. That if you're seeking for God outside yourself, you're making a big mistake. Because what's really important to understand is that it's already there. You see, the Buddha or God or whatever it is you're seeking is already there. And if you're trying to find it in something else or somewhere else, that's a problem because you're already grasping onto the concept or notion that there's something else out there when in reality, it's already in here. So it's kind of like saying, let's say right now there's a problem going on in Israel and Palestine, which there is, which there has been for quite some time. Well work with me here for this concept. This is kind of maybe a little odd, but work with me. This, this problem that's happening in Israel and Palestine is happening in space. And I don't mean outer space, like out in where the stars are, but in space, meaning there's space all around them. There's space all around it. There's space all around you. There's space all around me. There's space everywhere. That everything is just happening in the same space. Scientifically, fundamentally, Every single thing is in space. It's, it's literally, things are moving along. Energies upon energies are moving along in space. So a lot of things that we think are happening are only our minds, our thinking minds. So often our minds are the things that create problems. So for example, let me go back to finding Buddhism or finding God or finding holiness out there, I'm pointing with my finger right now, out there somewhere, is that you? it's, it's like something's missing. And what I want to point out is that nothing is missing. It's already there. It's already in you. There's nothing missing. Nothing. And that's really, really important to understand because what, what happens with a lot of people is that you feel like you're incomplete. You feel like you're not whole. You're not feel like you're not, there's something, missing or something wrong and that isn't often the case in fact it isn't ever the case because what you're seeking is already there you just have to connect with it and better yet allow it to happen it's kind of like um, like a budding flower doesn't think about itself budding and why didn't I bud the right way and why aren't I opening all the way and why you know why isn't it raining and you know so forth and so on there's no thought. It's just that's what's wonderful about nature is that 
it unfolds naturally or naturally. It just does its thing. It's beautiful. Everything in this universe is just beautiful because it just happens. It does what it's supposed to do. So if you're seeking to be the Buddha or a Buddha, or you're seeking to be like God or trying to find God, I guess there's nothing wrong with it in and by its in and of itself because it's a good intention. Well, what I'm saying is, just like if you're if you're, uh, if you're a holy person or a godly person, you'll, you'll often hear the kingdom of heaven is within, that it's inside of you, it's a part of you, it's a part of your magical or spiritual DNA, that it's already within you. Say with Buddhism, it's already. Already, you're already enlightened. You're already a Buddha. You're born that way. You're created. You're created, therefore you are. So it's a matter of learning things like mindfulness and awareness and really practicing all these skills and learning everything around it. But stop thinking that you're going to find something somewhere else because you are not going to find it somewhere else. And if you think you do, that's why that saying, you know, if you see the Buddha, kill the Buddha. Because there's nothing to find. There's nothing to find. There's nothing there. It's there already. You just have to sort of almost like, almost sit comfortably. And that's what's great about meditation. But it doesn't always have to be. Enlightenment doesn't often happen in meditation. It happens often just spontaneously in, in any everyday event, right? And it's sort of like allowing you to have a better grasp on a relationship with God or a relationship with Buddhism or whatever it is you believe in. It's just a simple matter of allowing that to happen. I've heard some practitioners liken it to, uh, you know, an orange having nothing in it but orange juice. And you squeeze it and you're going to get orange juice. No matter how hard you squeeze an orange, you're not going to get grape juice out of an orange because you're not made of it so stop trying to think you're something different than what you already are which is a spectacular miraculous being created for a purpose that may be only confused and frustrated and and you think that there's this separate sense of self this what we call ego which I, I think stands for edge got out ego but it's this false sense that we feel like, you know those days where you're like, oh, I don't feel good, I don't feel right, I feel lofty, I feel out of my body, I feel like I'm asleep, I feel like I'm not awoke, I'm not awakened up yet. Um, there's something wrong, I feel sort of out of it, I feel sad, I don't know. Then you start judging yourself and you start feeling like there's something not right and, and it becomes a really nasty habit. Well, what's fascinating is that if you really, really pay attention, who is noticing that? Who is noticing or what is noticing that you are off? You have to have something that is recognizing this. Otherwise, you'd never be able to figure that out. A, 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 a self can't see itself any more than a like a flashlight can't turn its flashlight on itself. It can't, it projects outward. So this sense of being, this sense of aliveness, 
the sense of beingness inside of you is this thing that senses the outside world. It senses the, the, the light, the sun, the darkness, the, the warm feeling on your skin. It, it, it senses the smells. It, it's the one who knows. It's the sensory. It's the, uh, uh, how do I say this? The consciousness inside of us that is this magical thing that a doctor can't even figure out. I, 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 nobody can figure out what consciousness is. It's just this miraculous, magical, energy-like thing that happens that just knows. So when you're upset or you're frustrated or you feel like you need this or you need that to be happy, recognize that there's it's a thing that's deeper, a deeper part of you that recognizes that there's something out there, there's something else. You are the one who knows that you are knowing, as crazy as that sounds. And that's who we connect with when we sit and we meditate, we calm our mind, is we're actually connecting to our deeper, deeper spirit, our deeper self. And for those that don't understand, keep trying, keep trying. Don't blow it off, don't think it's crazy. It's not crazy something to it you keep trying but those of you seekers out there like I once was and I still am it's a lifetime dedicated path you continue to do the work but once you realize who you really are which isn't who you think the key word is think thinking you are because when you're thinking you are not operating from your true self and that's back to that saying, you know, if you see the Buddha, kill the Buddha, because you don't ever want to kill, you don't ever want to kill, you don't ever want to see the, the thing that's really who you really are, because you're operating from that thing that you really are. That's where you're operating from. And you're not supposed to see that. I think our constant quest for self and our constant quest for life is something that's built up inside of us. That's a natural part of life. But the danger is that we feel like we have to find, imagine if you find, let's, let's pretend that you, you find that you're seeking for God or you're seeking for Buddha Ahmed or, or whoever, whoever you believe in, whoever you believe in, and you find it, what happens then? Have you guys ever had a, a, a sort of like a, a, a craving or a desire to find something that you think is going to make you happy? Maybe it's another person. Maybe it's a, a new thing, a new car, a new boat, a new golf set of golf clubs, a new whatever it is. Fill in the blank. I really need a blank to make me feel happy. And you realize, if you pay attention anyway, that's short-lived. It's not the object that's making you happy. It's this weird compulsion to want and crave something and believing that that's going to make you happy because it continually makes you satisfied for a very short time. You know, it gives you that feel-good hormone inside your body that says, oh, this is good. And it goes over again and again and again. This is good, this is good, this is good, this is good. And you repeat it, but it never ever brings you fulfillment. 
it could be the new house, it could be the new relationship, it could be the new car, it could be the new set of clothing, it could be, a, it could be all, anything, anything. It will never bring you satisfying happiness, eternal happiness. And the other thing too is that we are, unfortunately, although it's, it's important to understand, when we're born, we are beginning the process I don't want to be negative about it to say we were born to die, but the point is, is that as soon as we're born, it's almost like there's a timer. We have to live because our physical fleshly body, will, well, it came from nothing and it'll return to nothing. So while we're here for a short time, we have to live our Tao, our flow, our path, our purpose, our mission in life. We have to live a God-centered life. We have to be what we were created to be. And if we allow that to happen, that is sort of our mission. And if we focus on that and trust in our gut and trust in that process, we will live that out. And, and what's beautiful and remarkable is that that's how we're designed. We don't have to do anything. In fact, think of it like this. We're being done. Rather than us doing anything, we're being done. Allow, allow ourselves, allow yourself to be done the way you were intended. Allow it to unfold, allow it to dissipate and, and expand its energy, just like anything in life. Allow it to just do its dance, just like everything in nature. You know, a flower knows how big to grow and how, how much to spread its petals, or a tree knows how much to grow, how tall to grow. Or an acorn knows how to drop on the ground and expand its roots into the ground and become another oak tree to make even more acorns. It knows all of these things. It's just a deep underlying knowing deep inside that's very magical, very simple. So you allow this to happen and don't think so much. It's the thinking that gets us in trouble. It's the thinking that stresses us out. It's, it's, it's all, the, all of the problems in the world have to do with our thoughts. And remember that. Think about all the problems we have. Most of our problems aren't even real things. We can't put our fingers on it. They're just thoughts. So when you think you're depressed, you think it's a thought. So can you change a thought? Of course I can change a thought. Well, let's change it. Change it from I'm depressed to I'm alive. You know, I mean, very, very simple, very, very simple. So we have to watch out for those patterns and those thoughts. So I don't like the notion of killing anything. So I don't even like to say it, but I know it's a koan and I know it's sort of symbolic and it represents something. So think of it that way. Don't seek to find something out there. Seek instead to allow whatever magic is inside of you to unfold and be more Buddha-like, or be more God-like, or Jesus-like, or whoever you believe like. And allow yourself to just be that, instead of seeking that which doesn't exist 